my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. It's Geek Stuff, TNG. What the fuck is a reboot? We're gonna be rolling out a lot of new things. Where the stars of this piece of shit? Oh, are you? I am the sandwich. No one of consequence. You can find me on Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> you know what keeps going through my head? Where's my sandwich? To all who come to this happy place, welcome. I am West Coast Scott! How the hell did I get roped into this? Show me what you got. Scotty, beam me up. The force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. And here we go. Another amazing San Diego Comic-Con is in the books. Did anybody go to it? No. <laughs> I mean, no one even that... went to it virtually. I mean, yeah, that's the problem. I, I mean, we, when it's virtual, they're just they don't have anything to offer that is special, right? I mean, at this point, every company is doing their own fucking con. That's what I want ours to be. I want ours to be fucking con. I think that's no. taken. Yeah. Geek Stuff TNG presents fucking con. I think they have that in Las Vegas, and it's the Adult Expo. Yeah, I actually was... I went to that when it was in New Jersey because my favorite porn star was there. So, that's truth. I'm not even making that up. Everyone's <laughs> laughing like, that's a lie. That actually happened. Yeah, I did. And my favorite porn star... Uh, uh, one of my favorite porn stars... I'm not, I'm not saying, like, I don't know the porn business or anything but i did have some exposure no that doesn't sound right either um i i did know some people what? in that industry and i did have you know people who i enjoyed this is just not this is just not coming out right anyways <laughs> so geek stuff the point is i went to it and it actually happened and i did it and i met the, that person and she was lovely and there we go so it's just Anyway, I so now San Diego so, Comic Con. I now have so many more questions <laughs> that I never want answered. So many more questions. I don't, I don't blame you. It sounds like a good topic for and the. There, uh, and there are answers, and there are answers that you will never get. The so, questions I, I'm gonna have to my therapist next week. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. That's exactly the place you should be discussing these feelings. So you should just save it for therapy. Yeah. Well, uh, but anyway, so as I started to say before the tangent. Um, yeah, so, you know, Sideshow had a con, 
I don't think Mezco had a con per I think se, they did, but they had they, like they did a bunch of releases. They on had a bunch Instagram. of releases. Yeah. By the way, that uh, one of those releases was the Joker. I know. I know. From um, Gotham, Gotham by, Gaslight. by Gaslight. I don't recall the Joker being Gotham by Gaslight. I could be wrong about that. That could be a Mezco. Yeah, I thought the villain was Jack the Ripper. Yeah, well, I actually, it, he went up for pre-order today, so as you can imagine. Yeah, I know, I know. I I'll be getting that in a month, <laughs> give or take. Yeah, not a month. You see, this is the problem, Sam, which it can't be a month because, you know, there's things. I, I don't know the time scale of Mezco. I've never ordered Mezco. Well, not Mezco. I mean, just in general. Anyways. Anyway, uh, yeah, so they had released stuff. Everybody had, like, sort of, I guess what it amounts to kind of a release party. You know, mm-hmm. where they were like, we're releasing, you know, these images and that images and so on and so forth. I go to a number of different places to see what these releases are and so on and so forth. And I have to say again, and and for the longtime listener, that's Scott. Um, Scott will appreciate the fact that I now compliment, follow, and I wouldn't say worship, but I am a giant fan of the foosh. I don't know, Scott, if you remember back when the Foosh and this program had a little beef in its early days. Um, but uh, if you guys aren't checking out the Foosh, now, there are limitations with the Foosh, and that is that they just do six inch. However, they do six inch so well, you know, like the, everything six inch scale is covered. And that guy Robo over there, like, I don't know if he was part of that crew. Uh, way back in the day or anything. I, I really I honestly don't know. But all I do know is that that cat is hysterical on camera. He knows his shit and he's a brilliant presenter. So if you guys have not checked out The Foosh um, on YouTube, you should. They do a weekly um, they do a weekly show where they talk about all the six inch scale releases, 112 releases. Um, and he does these other things called play days where he like talks about uh, customized stuff and products and things that people are making out in the world, which are amazing. Um, yeah, definitely check that guy out and tell him that I said that you should check him out. Um, and then we'll find out really quick if he's one of those guys from the olden days of this program, um, because he'll be like that fucker hate that guy. That guy? That's, that was our relation. Well, Okay, so a little backstory. If you're listening to, if you're a, if you're a Patreon, you could actually be checking out the vintage episodes, we, right, we, Scott? We really should jump into the Patreon. If you want to support this show for a dollar a month on the Patreons, you can uh, be part of the Discord server and chat uh, with members of the show. Some members more often than others, but for one dollar a month, you can yes, chat in sandwich. there. Somebody's somebody's calling you out, Kev, on your uh, Charlie Hunnam uh, Wolverine statement. You got to go in there and defend yeah, your statement. Yeah, I know. Statement. Vicious Smith is one of my favorite people on the planet. I love you, buddy. I love you. You are the best. So for a dollar a month, you can chat with us on the Discord server. For three dollars a month, you get the early bridge special. So when we record these shows on Monday, uh, Tuesday, or Wednesday, those will go out early. And for $5 a month, you get the bonus round, which is the weekend bonus show hosted by Mr. Sandwich, the Sandwich Shop. What was the topic this week? Tron Legacy, something I really enjoyed, actually. I didn't think I'd get so much enjoyment out of that film, but uh, the light cycle scene really pulled me in because it was so cool. 
So did you watch the original one? What do you mean? The original the Tron? The first Tron. Yeah. I, that oh, was okay. The first, that was the beginning of my education. Oh, right. Okay. So now you moved into the sequel. Right. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure because I don't recall whether I, I thought it was, was on, on your list. Maybe it's because of the uh, the graphics of the time. It was kind of, it kind of took me out at times, like how, right. how 80s it was. It was a fine film, but I I think Tron Legacy was definitely, you know, like the Tron of my generation a little more. I'd say, right. you know, so. Well, well, don't worry. There's another one coming. And it will oh, yeah. It's only been. Than himself, Jared Leto, apparently will be in it. It's so all right. In I'm like 10 years, vomiting. I can take my kids into theaters to go see it. Right. When it comes out. If we're following the timeline of Tron releases. Yeah. Well, if you're following the timeline, it was like 30 years or whatever. It was 80 it was. and then 2010. So, yeah, so another 21 and 2010. Yeah. Or 82. Yeah, I think it was 82. 82. I think it was 82. It was 82, right? Yeah, but what I was going to say is, you, you know, uh, Sandwich, you said that it didn't, the first one didn't pull you in as much. And I feel like that's because you still got some of the 70s bleeding into the 80s pacing. You know, the film pacing in the 70s and 80s is, is so different than it is today. It is hard to Very get into true. some of those movies. You have to be. You just have to exist at black, a slower black pace. Black Hole suffers from that. Yeah. The Black Hole suffers from that very thing. Because if Black Hole was made today, even if it was cut today, like if it was edited, it was re-edited, you know, by today's film standards, it would be a much shorter film. That's number one. But it would move, you know. And I think that's part I, – I, that's, that's dead on. Well done, Scott, because that's exactly, I think, what Sandwich was experiencing, the fact that – you know, sci-fi back then was heady and, you know, heavy and it wasn't, I mean, yeah, there was action and all that, but there was a lot more exposition and that sort of thing because there wasn't a lot of sort of that kind of stuff to take for granted by the filmmakers, you know, whereas today I feel like there's a lot more, you know, kind of you take certain science fiction tropes for granted when you go into some science fiction and i think that exposition doesn't need to be there as much and yeah and then exactly what scott said the pacing so bravo scott yeah. wow so let, let's wrap up with the patreon for ten dollars a oh, month we didn't oh, oh, we didn't I'm, cover oh, that I, we I, want I, to make sure that we finish that the patreon you can oh, i know view i was about live. to wrap up the show because i thought that was it <laughs> and we'll end the show as we end some shows uh within the first 10 minutes um no, so for $10 a month, you can watch us on the Instagram Live and see the show before the show, which is where all the action happens. It was a good um, one today. Yeah. Hey, it was a good one last week, too. It was a, I think the correct term for last week's show uh, before the show was a shit show. Um, oh, but, yeah. we, but we made it happen. We, we made the Patreon uh, Live work last week as well. Uh, and then be sure to Well, oh, I haven't checked that out yet. Oh. I'll, have to, I'll have to check that out. You'll enjoy it. Uh, so they follow us on the rest of the social medias, right? The Facebooks, Twitters, Instagram. It's all Geek Stuff TNG. Uh, news articles get posted in those various uh, locations, and you can interact with the show in those places as well. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah. There you go. All but right. There was a point. There was a point we brought that up for vintage episodes. The Foosh. The Foosh. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. So I, I don't know. At, uh, you, Scott, didn't you say that you're at about episode 60 or something like that? The, on the, the, the vintage classic? episodes on Patreon are at 60. I'm actually starting from the beginning. I just listened to episode one uh, the other day. I was commenting right. to, to uh, Sandwich last week on, on the show when you weren't available. It, it was amazing how it really moved. You guys, you know, you cranked it out within an hour. You got a couple of spots. You got some music in there. And boom, you were done within an hour. So I think you commented that uh, you were not quite as long-winded back then. 
that we weren't quite as long-winded one and we and we had a great producer oh so here's, okay oh. Here's, so here's hoping we're going back in that direction oh okay so we're yeah. gonna tighten it up tighten it up there i said it uh we're, we're, so, we've got the uh, opposite problem movies in the 70s ran long and were slow and then they got yeah, faster right. and then geek stuff has gotten slower and like a 70s geek movie stuff in the 2000 early 2000s whatever it was i don't even know mid 2000 i don't know back then uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, I'm not sure exactly when we were having the beef with the foosh and we were having it because uh, of Marvel Legends, no doubt, or Toy Biz in general, um, who at the time was the producer of Marvel Legends. They also did um, the Lord of the Rings toys at the time, which I was super critical of um, the release, particularly of those uh, figures. But I was also really super critical of not the figures themselves, um, in some cases, yes, but in not generally of the figures themselves, the Marvel Legends, but again, sort of the character selection, the exclusive structure, the chase structure, um, that sort of thing. I didn't understand how there were classic characters that had never been done, but stuff that was appearing like, I think, um, I don't think it's in the opening of the show anymore, but in the old opening of the show, OG had a clip in there of me destroying a Marvel Legends box set. And screaming, and I, why, 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 I believe. Yes, I, yeah, I'm Yeah, like, I can't remember. It's one of two box sets. It's either the Young Avengers, which I was like, you haven't even gotten decent versions of the regular Avengers, but there's a Young Avengers box set. Or it was some other, like, I don't want to say Apocalypse set it was some sort of alternate universe set that had like i feel like they were maybe i demonic. hear the clip in my head but i can't think what it is it's 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 one of those two box sets i remember being so furious because there were so many characters that were like how how can you do this the, this box of four characters that nobody gives a shit about and i'm not saying nobody back then they were new they were like flash in the pan characters or in the in the case of one box set it was just kind of alternate universe versions of of a handful of characters i think the thing was one of them um in in that box set that i can't remember maybe he was like enslaved or something i don't remember what it is because it's like a thousand years ago at this point but i was furious and i smashed the box set because i was angry about the fact that we didn't have you know character somebody uh but we have now this box set and really it would fit for either one of those box sets that i mentioned young avengers or whatever the other one was um it would fit in either case because at the time it was like we we don't have we don't have a decent i i i don't even know the decent who, whoever whomever we we don't have one of those but we have these four characters that nobody cares that are new that are like they're they're in their third issue but they already have a box set of four characters out so the, the point I, I, I'm making was that there was a lot of, I was very critical about Toy Biz and about Marvel Legends and the foosh at the time, I felt, and this is my feeling, I felt that they were like the mouthpiece for Toy Biz. Like they cheered and rah-rahed every single thing that Toy Biz did um, at the time. So there was a little beef as a result of that that's all but now i actually not only respect but i'm a huge fan of everything that they do i watch all of their stuff 
I've, I've, uh, you know, I've contributed. I've, I've, uh, uh, you know, I've spread it around. I'm doing it right now. I'm promoting them right now on, on, on our program because I think they are excellent at what they do. Now that said, without licking the Fouches, uh, um, uh, anything anymore, um, without, without doing that anymore, uh, I want to move on and say that there were other things other than one 12 scale releases. There were a lot of other things that were announced. Um, did you guys have any highlights of things that were announced? Okay. So we're going to talk product first which is fine. Uh, no, no, actually, you're right, Scott. Let's go through the news and let's leave that stuff we saw for uh, the second segment. Okay. And so, yeah, I mean, so there was quite a few, you know, trailers and announcements and, and uh, you know, and even some panels, but it's all virtual. So, you know, none of it, I mean, th there's nothing that feels exclusive because it's all just right. a, a new trailer release, right? Um, but there were quite a few, I mean, you know, like Doctor Who coming back for season 13 late, 2021 so late this year so they must be done or almost done with the production of that uh quite a few you know new, new trailers and and uh teasers and i think dropping. she's done right isn't this the end for this doctor yeah i feel like this is the end i don't they haven't made an announcement as to who i mean that would be next year at comic-con right right so when they come out with a season 14 announcement it'll be whoever the new doctor is right that's right. About, about this time is usually what when they would do that so uh, I'm confused. weren't Wasn't only like thirteen doctors, and aren't we at thirteen? Or is it now like we can have as many as we want, so we can make this no, show go forever? Get little Fifi yeah. on the on the phone. Yeah, hysterical. <laughs> um, I don't think there's a there's not a set number of doctors because the doctor keeps like so, reincarnating or whatever it is that the doctor does. All right, I'll, um, I'll give you the so answer. There's not a set. There may have been thirteen to this point, sandwich. But he's supposed to only have twelve regenerations. But in the, I believe it was called the Day of the Doctor when they introduced Capaldi, um, something happened that essentially reset his oh. his regeneration. So it's, oh. so theoretically, so, oh, they have to have another fifty years. That's news to me. Yeah, I have never watched Doctor Who. I don't know a thing about it. Oh yeah, I mean I I mean. I unfortunately, you know, we, we got a little busy, and so I am not as current as I used to be. But, uh, you know, I mean, Eccleston, Eccleston 9, you know, really sucked me in. And then, I mean, you know, I was a really big fan of it. And that was also kind of right when uh, Brittany and I were starting to date. And so that was something that we had in common. We both liked Doctor Who. I mean, we got engaged. Today is the anniversary of the day that we got engaged. And we were wearing uh, Doctor Who cosplay when we got engaged at, uh, at Comic-Con. So. Oh, uh, isn't, isn't that a sweet story, guys? Yeah, it's like a, it's like nerd a, a nerd romance. Oh um, my god, do you t do you taste that sandwich? Do you taste it? You taste it, sandwich? Do you taste it? It's that little kind of wet, chunky burp that comes up whenever Scott talks about, you know, his 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 sweet marriage life. Just, anyways. I'm kidding, Scott. I'm, I'm just jealous. I am just lucky enough to have a wonderful wife, and we've got you a, are, a fun, and your wife is wonderful. Life. Yes, and I will continue saying nice things about her if it only keeps her from hating me completely. <laughs> I don't mind her if she hates me a little bit, but completely, I can't have that. Yeah, I mean, I think the most important thing you can do right now is to keep the show recording schedule on on time, and we'll there we go. We're doing good. Uh, so keep, speaking of keeping us on time, let's let's kind of buzz through um, Lucifer season six, confirming the show's returning on September 10th, and then uh, let's talk about The Walking Dead for a minute. 
uh, you know, season eleven. You're current on Walking Dead, Kev. I'm not. I'm actually. I'm actually. This is the special double length season that will end the show. Right. And I. I feel like I watched the first part, but I have not seen. I think the next part. It either hasn't happened yet or is happening now, and my access to AMC is currently not accessible. So, yeah, it's a problem. Now, tell me about – do you watch Fear, or did you give up on Fear the Walking Dead? No, I tried, I tried doing Fear. Um, I feel like I did like two or three seasons of Fear, but I, I, it just didn't – it didn't hook me. I mean, at some point, I'm going to get bored and I'm going to watch it. It's the same thing that happened with uh, Breaking Bad. Eventually, I just broke down, no pun intended, and I watched it. I probably will do the same for Fear. I also tried the new show. The one with the kids, right? The one with the kids, yeah. I tried that. I got through the first episode, and I was kind of like, yeah, okay. I just, I'm not feeling this yet either. So at some point, I will just have to sit down and power into these spinoffs and then there's going to be another one as well daryl and carol the daryl and carol show whatever the hell they're going to call that um that's supposedly still happening where is that going to take place in, in continuity what's that where's that going to take place in the continuity after so so okay so they're going to end the main yeah show but then daryl yeah. so obviously daryl and carol make it through the finale daryl and carol are gonna make it through and take off one presumes um, and I, I don't know exactly what the uh, thrust of the spinoff is going to be. All I know is that as far as I've heard, it's Daryl and Carol, and maybe they're going off somewhere. But, you know, Daryl and Carol talk about going off somewhere like every other episode for like the last six seasons. Right. So, now, you know, it's it's not this isn't a new thing. It's like they're actually going to do it, I guess, because the interesting bit about those two characters in the show is at least in the comics, Carol died off in like the prison and then Daryl yeah, never existed. Yeah. Daryl never existed. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, so it's, it's so interesting that, you know, they're getting their, their own show now as characters. Yeah. It gets, it gives them, yeah, it gives, it gives the writers free reign to kind of just go ahead and do what they want to do, which is good. Um, what about and the I like both of those characters. I oh, mean, yeah. I think a, a lot of right. hype has been made about Daryl. Um, and Carol, but I think they're all, they're really both of them really solid characters. So I'm not going to be upset about watching a spinoff of them. I just kind of, you know, I kind of feel like I don't know where it's going. And based on the fact that the two spinoffs so far have been kind of lackluster, I'm wondering if uh, I'm wondering if The Walking Dead has run its course. Oh my God! I mean, or maybe it's way past its course, honestly. Uh, I still like the main show. The yeah. main show was still is still good. I mean, even last season where I was even kind of like, oh, it's uh, you know, and then it's it's just one thing, Scott. It's like it you may feel that way for a couple episodes, and then they'll wing something at you uh, in an episode that just blows your mind, like a, like the whisperer in the Whisperer War. So these were the humans that were wearing the dead masks and pretending to be undead and then killing people and shit. Um, the, the, those episodes, and I think Samantha Morton, was that who was the lead? Who was Alpha? Who was Alpha, yeah. She, and, you know, like that, the whole bit with her and the whole bit with um, uh, 
like she killed a whole bunch of characters that were like fairly established on the show. And, um, and I guess this is a spoiler, but it's like, it's gotta be two years ago now. So too bad. And she spiked their heads. Oh yeah. Like on the border of the land. So they were undead heads just on the spikes. And one of them was like, the kid that carol and the king adopted and another one was this one's love interest and like it was it was they were significant characters in other words and i was blown away by that absolutely a hundred percent blown away i was like that's fucking that's amazing yeah was there a couple of weak episodes there of course there was did that make up for it fuck yeah it did yeah and see that's that's right when i gave up was that season 10 and i and i just i just stopped at season season 10 i'm like if i want to come back i can come back but yeah and the whole and the negan thing as well with i i'm talking about latter-day negan so like negan now that whole thing where like they they cut that dog loose to go hunt down that woman and the way that he did it in there was great was it kind of you know kind of weird and slow moving there a little bit in the middle of course it was you know, was the payoff tremendous? Absolutely, it was. It was tremendous. The payoff. Yeah. Again, we're, so, we're, we're back to pacing, yeah. right? Just even like some of the some of the Sopranos seasons were kind of like that, right? They got a little slow in the middle, and then but 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 it built to yeah. something big, and by the end, you're like on the edge of your seat. So I, I guess maybe I'll, I'll get back around. What about the uh, the spinoff in the submarine? Are you interested in that at all? Hmm? There's a spinoff in a submarine. I don't know anything about yeah, this. It's gonna. It's like I'm more. It, I mean, yeah. I'm. I'm calling it dead in the water, but I don't think. Is that's... it swimming scene? Uh, swimming dead or like? Yeah. I, exactly. There you go. Um, but I mean, it, I think it's a nuclear submarine full of z- zombies. <laughs> you know. So it's like. So I don't know. It's that, uh, that, like a whole series is going to be that, or like a mini series. I think it's a spinoff series. Called and it is called Dead in the Water, and it's uh. Let's see. Original scripted series tying to season six of Fear. Tying to season six of Fear. Yeah, so they're gonna so they're gonna really come a across off of Fear. Yeah, and they're gonna come across the USS Pennsylvania nuclear submarine and then it's gonna and then it'll generate its own spin-off. So, so they'll get in it and try to get away or something. Yeah, so so the I mean again, so even though the main Walking Dead's ending, Fear is probably still going. You got the kids spin off and then you got this dead in the water spin off. And Daryl and, and Carol. And Daryl and Carol. So it's like, that's, I mean, there's too much Walking Dead content, in my opinion. And then what about, uh, again, while we're on the Walking Dead news, what about Frank DeBrant's, uh longtime uh, lawsuit against uh, AMC? Did you see that? No. What's that about? Uh, he A $200 million settlement? For what? What, did it, what happened? Uh, let's see. Oh man, I can't remember now. Um, so you said you said Frank Darabout. Frank Darabout, yeah. What did yeah. I say? I, I missed his name. The horribly. guy that created The Walking Dead, the director of Shawshank Redemption and The Green Mile. Right. So yeah, so he uh, he was fired, and then came back with a lawsuit. I guess he wasn't getting his profit sharing on the uh, on the show right. directly. Yeah. So it's a two hundred million dollar settlement. So I that think that sense. he's probably happy about it. Because yeah, it's not like yeah. AMC hasn't made a lot of money on The Walking Dead. Oh, they have. So, so cool. I mean, yeah, that was a lot of Walking Dead news up there. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, again, gen- then just, you know, trailers and general nerdy stuff happening at Comic-Con. But I don't think... Hey, there hey was... by the way, yeah. speaking of general nerdy stuff, I'm now caught up on Rick and Morty. Are you? Unbelievable season. 
I'm behind. Like, really hysterically funny season. Yeah, I think I'm I'm two episodes behind, I think. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Then maybe we should wait until you you guys are caught up. But And that last episode, I was just like, oh, my God. Just brilliant. So I heard that this season, in theory, this is all, like, those hypotheticals, is setting up as an origin story for Evil Morty, apparently. That's what they're saying. Oh, yeah? That this whole season is setting up the origin story of Evil Morty. And that's what everybody everybody wants, more Evil Morty, so it it would make sense if they're doing that. But that's also a little fan service-y, and I don't know that they really want to do fan service. I don't know that they care about that. They just want to do what they want to do. So did you guys see... So did you guys see the Captain Planet one? Yeah. Yes. Planetina. Wow. <laughs> that was so funny. That was so fun. I'm sorry. I, I'm going to stop because we should all be caught up before we're talking about it. But, oh, my God, that episode was hysterically funny. Yeah, it was. It was really strong. Um, well, let, let's let's stick with the uh, animation news. The big uh, He-Man, Kevin Smith uh, reboot. Or I guess it's a continuation, really. It's supposed to pick up... Yep. It's gonna. It follows the storyline of the original '80s cartoon, right? Hated by everybody. <laughs> really, I thought it was like everybody okay. hates it. I've I've seen not one positive thing said about that cartoon. Oh, see all the. I've heard. I I really honestly, I've heard nothing but bad about that cartoon. So all the comments that I saw countering the negative comments were that all the negative comments are just that Tila takes too much of a starring role, like. Like that, it focuses too much on Tila and not enough on He-Man. Well, that's the comments I, that I mean, I've seen, and I haven't got a chance to watch it yet. I'm I'm looking forward to watching it. Well, I mean, I haven't seen it yet either. I I, I mean, I I probably will at least check out the pilot, but you know those those I I've seen different criticisms of it, but I uh, I, I I feel like you know it, it's it's got to be really hard. You got to give credit to the guys who are behind it um it's got to be really hard to step into an iconic franchise like that even though those cartoons sucked in my opinion you know like they they were you know yeah we were kids you know and of course you know we're kids we don't know but you look at those cartoons now they are not good oh i mean it was the cheapest animation you could get right reusing this all of those 80s cartoons that had some kind of transformation scene so they could use the exact piece of animation over and yeah. over and over again multiple times yeah. an episode i mean and just save money they're terrible yeah and you know like i i think about cartoons from the from the 80s even a couple in the 90s that i think were just groundbreaking like thunder the barbarian like was was a much better cartoon loved thunder. than he-man and the masters of the universe ever was you know, Silverhawks was a better cartoon than He-Man ever was. I even, I might even go as far as to say Thundercats was better, although I feel Thundercats got worse as it went on. But the point is still the same. It's got to be hard to step into any of those iconic shoes. And speaking of, did you hear, by the way, there's going to be a new Silverhawks? Yes, Silverhawks over on Netflix. Yeah. Getting a reboot. That's really interesting. I think they're they you know I I think that's a great property and I'd love to see what they're going to do with it. Um, but that said, uh, it, it it's got to be really tough and it'll be tough for the Silverhawks guys too probably to step into such iconicness 
and not have the fans of the original be barking down their neck about how it's not the original. Right. And so that's, that's the, what I've seen people saying, I've seen positive reviews and then saying that the people that are negative is that they're, they just don't like the enhanced role of Tila. So again, I mean, again, and that's just me reading some reviews of it and other, other reviews, but I'll watch it and I'll give my own, uh, you know, opinion once I get a chance to do that. And, you know, that's something that we talk about all the time here on Geek Stuff TNG. And that is you guys got to watch these things. You got to experience them for yourself. You know, nobody's opinion matters more than yours. You know, our opinion on the show, you know, other opinions you read about online, other opinions that, you know, may be circling through your social networks and so on and so forth. None of those matter. What matters is whether you like it or not, whether it, you enjoy it or not. And, and it's okay so. for something to be different versions of characters that you like. Just enjoy a different take on those characters if it's not exactly the same as what you wanted from, from the 80s, right. you know? Um, speaking of things from the <laughs> 80s and bad reviews, uh, Snake Eyes doesn't seem to be getting the greatest reviews out there either. And I thought the trailers, it looked good. I mean, like the action looked fantastic. And I think that that's all it is. It's, it's got good action, but I hear that the story is not, the movie's not that great. It's, it's never going to work. It's never going to work. You know, like, I mean, I, I mean, they keep trying, they keep trying with GI Joe and it's like D and D, you know, like, I mean, it's not exactly like D and D what I mean when I say it's like D and D like making D and D movie is, is that it's just, there is just some things. There are just some things that don't transfer into film and you can't have five GI Joe characters and make a movie out of them. You have to have 25, <laughs> right. you know, you have to have all of these characters that people want to see. I get it. Snake Eyes is like, you know, he's just one, he's one of those iconic characters and everybody wants to see him and, you know, and what's his face look like and all that shit and Storm Shadow's a ninja and they're, they're both ninjas really and they're fighting each other and la la la, you know, but at the end of the day, cares, Yeah, you know, like it's just not, I mean, what would be a hook on a story like that? We all know what the story, we all know. Anybody who has ever been a fan of G.I. Joe for 10 minutes knows the history between Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow because it's overplayed so much at this point since like 1982. Right. You know, or, or three, whenever Storm Shadow came out. Like it was, it was, you know, like it, it's just, it's enough already. Did, did you see the Mego action figures? The uh, Snake Eyes Storm Shadow two pack uh, available for pre order for fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah, um, Hasbro Pulse. Yeah, I mean again, but those were the characters, right? Like of all, at least with my, me and my group of friends, right? With the the GI Joe figures from the eighties cartoon, like they're all cool. But yeah, everybody wanted Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow because uh, they had yeah. they they were the coolest ones, right? They the ninjas were that's exactly you it. know when you're a twelve thirteen year old boy, that's the the ninjas were the and he wasn't even a figure. he wasn't even a ninja when he first came on the scene. You know, he was a commando. Yeah, he, know, literally. Look yeah. at his old card. It says commando, and you couldn't see his face. And when we finally got the comic book to explain, you know, that he was horribly scarred, or I, I love those. 
I love those panels in those really old G.I. Joe comics where like someone accidentally steps in a room and he has this, you know, he has like his mask off or whatever. And they're like, they're like, it's like they're looking on death itself. Right. Horrified. You know, that's the way that the people act. It's like, you know, you see like the, like the backside of uh, of Snake Eye's head and you see like Scarlet or whoever is looking at his face and they have that like <gasps> the eyes are wide and the mouth is open and they have those squiggly lines by the head you know like in this fashion <laughs> like oh, oh like they're so terrified and so you know what all the bad words you can roll into that feeling disgusted terrified shocked pained like all and it's all like captured in this one little frame and then he you know you see him like turn and he's pulled the hood down and you know the other person's like i'm sorry or what I, it's just you know it it, it was the, the ninja thing happened because somehow in the early 80s ninjas became popular you know and they did a bunch of movies like american ninja and you know there was a bunch of really b movies and everybody wanted to be a fucking ninja like all of a sudden throwing stars were everywhere and like you could buy like i remember um i remember wanting like the shoes that ninjas yeah, wore my that had the does. one toe mm -hmm. it had the big in a space for the one big toe and then it was like in you know, it was like an indent there. And then the rest of your toes fit. And, you know, I wanted those shoes. But moreover, then I wanted the metal, like, cleats that slipped over the front so that I could scale the side of buildings. And then I wanted the hood so that no one would see me do that. And it was just, it was ridiculous. Ninjas just became so popular that they were like fuck it throw a ninja in there oh you know what and who's our most popular character oh love fuck it make him a ninja too that's exactly what it felt like you and, know and, even and looking it, at it now it built to a crescendo with the fabulous movie three ninjas yeah i would say that was not the crescendo <laughs> oh all right ninja uh, turtles yeah that's ninja true I mean... turtles yeah but the ninja turtles Ninja Turtles, even, in my opinion, were a response to the ninja fad that started before the Turtles. I think the Turtles drove it home, but I think and, that fad had started before. It's a couple of B-movies about ninjas. There's, you know, they, they showed ninjas. N not, that, not that anyone but me watched this, but there's a miniseries called Shogun, right? And it's, it's, it's a brilliant miniseries, but it was made in like 1980. Yeah, my mom liked that with, uh, oh, what's Richard the, Chamberlain. Richard Chamberlain. My mom watched all of the Richard Chamberlain movies, the Thornbirds, Shogun. Yeah, I, know, I yeah. watched those. I watched, I watched Shogun because it had ninjas in it. No, and you and my mom would just be hanging shit. out, watching Richard Chamberlain movies together. I know, it's all right. That's it. Yeah, you got it. Oh, yes. I can't believe she fell in love with him and he was a priest. <laughs> Can't oh. believe it! Oh my God, I, th Can those I were those miniseries were big deals in my house. The Richard Chamberlain was everybody get out oh, of the yeah. room. My mom's watching the Richard in, Chamberlain. They were big deals in everybody's house. That's why they were so famous and popular. That said, I have to say this, and I'm I'm saying this with 100% sincerity, even though it's from 1980. Sandwich, get your pen out. Even though it's from 1980, you've got to watch the Shogun miniseries. Because not only is it a brilliant primer for Japanese culture, especially in that time period, but 
It was the first time I saw samurai on TV. It was the first time I saw ninjas on anything. I don't even think I saw samurai before that. You know, like that whole sort of Japanese entering geek culture, you know, in a really significant way, that all happened in the late 70s and early 80s. Now, some people will disagree. They'll say, well, what about, uh, you know, like Astro Boy and things like, yeah, okay. In California, maybe it started a little earlier for obvious reasons, but I mean, nationwide, this whole sort of uh, Japanese sort of influx into geek culture. See how I brought it back, Scott? Yeah. I brought it back. I brought it back right into our culture. That's good. Um, that whole sort of wing of our culture, that all came in at that time period. And Sandwich, I'm going to tie it to you too. Oriental Adventures, the most inappropriate title for a Dungeons and Dragons book of all time. Why did it get made? Well, not because anybody was, you know, wondering, well, how can I play a geisha in D&D? It's because they all want to be fucking ninjas and samurai. And yeah. that's why it happened. And that book is going were, for hundreds of dollars on eBay because it's so hard to find these days. It, it, true. And, you know, and, and little, met, uh, you know, they did metal minis of ninjas, you know, for use with D&D because suddenly everybody wanted to play a ninja, you know, like. It was that whole influx of that culture. So do yourself a favor. I know it's from 1980. It's a little cheesy, but you got to watch the Shogun miniseries. It's really spectacular. And we had, we had Richard Chamberlain on this program probably a decade ago. Um, yeah, we had a little interview with Richard Chamberlain on this program way back then. Um, and yeah, and I talked to him. I didn't talk to him about fucking Thornbirds. I talked to him about Shogun because it was banging it was really good so sandwich upcoming in a future sandwich shop the sandwich will experience the magic and mystery that is shogun the mini series don't uh, worry how much it's only like six or seven hours long you'll be fine yeah it's a mini series that one's going to be talking about pacing of the 70s yeah in 1980 that one's actually be slow I'll be honest with you. It's paced wonderfully. And John Rice Davies is in it as well. Oh, wow. Gimli. Gimli from Lord of the Rings is also in it. Um, there's, 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 uh, what's his name? That really famous Japanese actor from, uh, from, oh my God, I can't remember his name. From the Seven Samurai. I, I, I always forget his name, but like he's in it. He like plays a big deal. Like there's a whole bunch of those people in it as well. Not to mention the great Richard Chamberlain. So there you go. Well, to wrap so, up, coming to a future sandwich shop near you. Oh boy! It's Shogun the miniseries. So excited! Yeah, the, I, I, I can I'm tell. I'm shaking. We might have to, might have to give you. We have to give you a little time on that one. Yeah, because you're gonna have to work. It's on YouTube, sandwich. By the way, the whole thing is on YouTube. Do I gotta pay for it? YouTube no. Premium. No, it's I'll YouTube send free. you the link. I have it. I have it saved. I'll send you the link. I'm gonna need like three pots of coffee. Yeah. You don't got to watch it straight. You can watch a couple and then, you know, not a couple and then a couple more. So Think let, about what I have to watch. Let's let's wrap up Snake tools? Eyes with, with it. It's $13 million, uh, number two at the box office over the weekend. So that was we should hit the Marvel the stuff at some point because we get, we could talk about Loki and Black Widow at this point. All right. So let's let's do that. Let's do that right after the break. Uh, let's right. let's finish up a couple more news stories real quick. Um Quick Just, hits. Yeah, quick, quick hits. Hit. Uh, the Dune trailer. The new Dune t trailer. Yes, I didn't see it yet. Is, 
Is it? But I be... heard it's spectacular. I mean, yeah, it looks good, but I, I, what I saw was a bunch of people concerned that the trailer doesn't have any indication of it being like part one of two. And yes, and is part two? I thought they were supposed to be filmed at the same time. And so, I don't, do we know? I don't recall reading that they were going to film them at the same time. I don't recall reading that because a number of reasons. One, because there is a time gap between. There is a time gap in the book, as I recall. Now, granted, last time I read Dune, uh, I can't. I think Sandwich and I were both in middle school, so. Oh, so uh, so okay, it makes sense now. Around that time, <laughs> before around that time, yeah, before, before Sandwich and I went to high school together, uh, in in the eighties, we right school. when we were both in middle school, right? Yeah, is that when that was? Yeah, then then yes. So. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, but the last time I read it, I, and Scott, maybe if you know, you can tell me. Uh, I'm pretty sure there is a significant, or at least a, a a a time span in the middle of that book. If that's the case, then they're going to use that natural breakpoint to end the first movie, and maybe they're putting a little natural time between the two films. Yeah, now, I. But is that a good stopping point in the story? That's the, that's what I'm, I'm worried about. I'm 100% opposed to, to that, by the way, 100%. Because I want that fucking movie now. And I want the sequel now. So the fact is they haven't called it Dune 1. They haven't called it, you know, Dune, a name indicating part one, but but doesn't say part one. Beginning. Yeah, Dune the beginning, Dune the end. You know, like they haven't done that. Um but it is 100%, I think, from everything we've seen so far, Scott, it's definitely one of two movies, or it's the first half of that book. Yeah, and that's what, so, I, yeah. So hopefully it does well and they make part two. That's, I guess that's really the concern is if there's any reason that part two gets I would not hope completed and Villa, it doesn't have a good... I would hope that Denis Villeneuve did not go into an agreement with Warner Brothers for one movie and if it works we'll do another because i just can't imagine that that would be that would be the Listen, case it's okay if that was if, the case there you go, you go. I got you, uh, I got if that was the case um i would say that he would have gone back to the table and tried to push like david lynch did push the entire book into one movie and do you feel like the lynch one doesn't work because it's too much no i think the lynch one doesn't work i don't even think that it doesn't the sci-fi one doesn't work um the lynch one is just campy and dated and you know but i still love it it's a relic but i still love the movie i still think it's great um and and, and as of right now it's the only again this is completely a diss to the sci-fi product the sci-fi channel production which I really did not like either that or children of Dune that they did also. I didn't like either, but I, I really feel like, um, the, the, the Lynch one I thought would probably be the best one we'd ever get until they started talking about this one. So now I'm really, it's kind of like Batman. You know, when I was a kid, I thought Adam West is the best Batman we're ever going to get on TV, you know, like live. And then Michael Keaton Batman came along and I was like, look how ridiculous that adam west batman is this guy michael keaton that's batman 
And then I remember thinking when uh, when um, Christian Bale was announced as Batman. And after that movie, I was like, look how ridiculous. Look how ridiculous Michael Keaton is as Batman. He's ridiculous. It's a silly movie. Christian Bale, that's Batman. I did not feel that way about Ben Affleck. What about Clooney? It stopped. No, and what I meant by Michael Keaton was all of those movies. So Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, and George Clooney. George Clooney was an amazing, I'll say it again, George Clooney was an amazing, amazing Bruce Wayne. You know, because that's what you need. You need to be an amazing Bruce Wayne, not a good Batman, because who cares? It's a guy in a suit. So speaking of the Batfleck, though, you don't think that uh, in... uh... In Batman versus Superman, some of the scenes with Batman fighting looked looked like the comics very well. Yeah. I thought I thought the representation of Batman fighting was strongest in yeah. in that. It was very the, strong. The warehouse scene. Yeah. It's the only one it's the only scene in the movie that you can point to that you're like, okay, that was good. Everything else in that movie was dreadful. Oh, okay. where he killed and, like and thirty Affleck, dudes. What's that? Where he killed like thirty dudes. Yeah. That whole warehouse scene was brilliant. I give the movie that. It's the only, if I could edit just that scene and be like, you want to see a cool Batman scene? This is a cool Batman scene. However, there's two hours more of that movie, (laughs) all of which is dreadful. And, you know, like you can already tell even at that point, because it was sometime during the production, I feel like it was sometime during the production of that, that the Batman solo movie started being slipped away from ben affleck so by the time he gets to justice league scott he's phoning it in yeah i mean he's just phoning it in i mean it's just it's terrible it's it the acting is bad who gives a shit about the character like it's it's awful and that's why i don't really it's the same reason i don't talk about jared leto when i bring up the jokers it's because it's just it's just it's forgettable in every way, is it forgettable? So what's funny is tying that in uh, with the Snyder Cut, Kevin, if the Dune movie doesn't work out, they can Snyder Cut Dune 1 and 2 together and they can make it like black and white and it'll just fix everything. They'll do it in like 10 years. You know, you're you're not even wrong, Sandwich. And if they have shot stuff for the second movie, I expect if it went down that road, that's probably exactly... I, I don't think they do the black and white thing, but I, I think they would do like... A Snyder cut, a Villeneuve cut. I'm already, you know, we should start that hashtag right now. Release the Villeneuve cut of Dune. Uh, you know, just so we're we're spearheading it. You know, I like it. The Villeneuve cut. You know, I'm going to start that hashtag today. Real quick, since you mentioned Zack Snyder, right? So the Comic Con news, they, you know, they I think they released a, a trailer for uh, Army of Thieves, right? Which is a sequel to Army of the Dead. Okay. Right. Okay. So, I mean, that movie, which wasn't all that well received, has already got a sequel in the works. And uh, Zack Snyder's got a uh, first look deal with Netflix and his production company. I think Stone the thing Corey with Snyder Netflix. now is if they say, if people say Zack Snyder, people will watch it to criticize everything about it or because they're like, I love everything Zack Snyder ever touches. So, just saying Zack Snyder 
will pull eyes to whatever. So that's why Netflix, like, yeah, give him a second one. He's going to pull eyes to Netflix. You know what? It's like it's like the old thing they used to say about Howard Stern, right? Oh, the average Howard Stern listener listens for a half hour. Oh, I just want to hear what he has to see next. The average person that hates Howard Stern listens for 45 minutes because I just want to see what he's going to say next. I think that's how it is with Zack Snyder, right? The people that hoo, like him hoo, watch his stuff. Hoo, hoo. Tell him, Fred. Do, do we have the... Uh... Hoo, hoo, Robin. Hoo, <laughs> hoo. I'm the king of all media, Robin. Hoo, 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 hoo. Oh man, I want the uh My thanks my thanks to Anthony Cumia. Yeah, him. where's the uh the the Oh he, he friend of the show who used to do the, the production with the little kid? Tell him Fred. Yeah. I can't I don't oh, remember. it's been so long. Anyway, um but hundred yeah. years ago. Yeah, so um Ooh, they ripped me off, Robin. Yeah. Ooh, I'm the king of all media. I invented Ooh, everything. I invented all of it, Robin. Ooh, Marconi ripped me off. Ooh, Oh, all right. I think I'm gonna should... get I'm gonna get so much shit for that. I can just I can already feel it. So, uh, all right. That's why I said his name. I'm like, thank you very much, my friend Anthony, for teaching me that. Thank you. Yes. Um. So let's. Why don't we take it to break? And with that, Mr. Sandwich and Mr. Scott, we will take our first and only break on this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode six forty three. Six, yeah. six, four, six, four. Damn you were, it! Because I missed last week. Yeah, so you're it's, still you're still on your. It's number. okay. It's okay. I don't even blame you for that one. Episode six forty four, the one with no name yet. I want to call it like the the big Kev's San Diego cut or something There's, like that. Nah, just no. I want to do Snyder cut in San Diego. <laughs> the old school cut. ninjas. Old school ninjas. Yeah, you can do that. Who that ninja? All right, we're gonna break. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Hmm. Maybe we could use our seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right, here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices, like this. <clears throat> hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm, comments. Oh! <clears throat> That's right. We want you to tell us what's mm, on your mind. What we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> so call us on the GVM line, 201-730-2547, and you may hear yourself uh, on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. <laughs> Wow. Wow. What? Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Pottern Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. 
Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Bitch, what you don't know about me, I can just about squeeze in the grand fucking canyon. Hey, this is Kevin Smith, Big Kev's love slave. Did you know I always wanted to be a dancer in Vegas? And you're listening to Big Kev's geek stuff. What do you look so shocked for, man? Fat bastard does this all the time. He thinks just because he don't say anything, it'll have some huge impact when he does open his fucking Jesus Christ, why don't you shut up? Live from the sandwich shop, Big Kevuna Studios, and West Coast TNG in sunny Southern California, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, hear it from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is a 118 scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S foils open into attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing and the engine lights power up all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on the premium offer. You get one 18 scale hanger accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, lighting lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online, or at shows, or conventions. And I don't need to tell you, the price tag can be quite high. The genius of this system is that you're paying a little each month, as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. Very well done, Dominic. <laughs> oh, that's the government name. <laughs> that's my filthy. government name. Feel that's right. the name given to me by the man. So he prefers sandwich or sandwich? Foley, latter day Mick Foley. <laughs> uh, I need to get a drop for the Mick Foley in there. I'll figure he, that out. Let me tell you, he's got the next three Halloweens done if he just maintains this this look. And then the year after that, like he could do like Grizzly Adams or you know like somebody like that. Just saying. Just keep the just future, keep working towards the future it. Is set. All right, so let's uh, let's speed on through. Let's uh, let's 
before we talk product, because there's still some product to talk about, a couple of things. Did you want to talk about Loki? I did. Yeah, I really did. Sandwich really okay. wants to talk Loki. Can we talk Loki for? Well, let's. I mean, let's let's kind of do a really quick wrap up of w- w- what the series is. Attention. The following information is considered spoiler material. It's getting a second season too. Yes. Yeah, which which stood to reason that there was no way they were going to do six episodes and that was going to be it. And I, I I feel like, am I wrong? Didn't I say that like the week before the final, the week before well, the finale? It felt I said like it was no way they were wrapping this up. Yeah, exactly. There's no way they were wrapping that story up in one episode. There just wasn't any conceivable way for that to happen. So I, I think it was a foregone conclusion that we were getting a second season and that's fine. But I think really what the news is, is Kang. Yes. And he who remains. Well, he who remains. But the moment he said the conqueror and the moment you noticed that his color scheme was the same as Kang's from the comic book. And the moment the very last shot where they pulled that Planet of the Apes shit in the last shot of that show um, and showed Kang standing there in kang's outfit but the oh, yeah. actor's head well, they, you did they it ha- you blew they it up cast him he has been cast already for ant-man as kang yeah that actor no, we, we knew that yeah, yeah we so we've known he was with kang for no idea getting. that he was going to first appear in this so that was a oh, yeah. really nice surprise oh yeah really and appropriate considering what they're doing with loki it was really appropriate for them to do that He's However, gonna, Loki's going to be in a, uh, the Doctor Strange movie. I think they confirmed that now. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not at all surprised by that. Um, and at this point, any one of those, certainly Strange, certainly Spider-Man. Um, I, I mean, at the very least, those two movies are going to be dealing with the multiverse. Yeah. Right? I don't know. I don't know if somehow they're going to throw... This is some way for them to do Thor Love and Thunder as well. I mean, that could be part of this also. You know, Jane having the hammer and and being Thor and all that could totally be the result of the fact that Jane from another uh, reality is Thor and there's a crossover that could totally be the way that they're going to handle this. Yeah. I read, I read some commentary. Taika Waititi has also said that this movie is insane. So, yeah. you know, it stands to reason that they're going to mess with the multiverse um, and they're going to mess with time that it certainly stands to reason that these things will come to pass. There's also a rumor. I don't know if there's any truth to it. There's a rumor that Chris Evans has a new contract with Marvel. Oh wow. I had not That's heard that what yet. I heard. Now what I have no idea. All I know is that I heard that was the case. Now, if that's the case, there's any number of things. It could be as a contract to make a cameo. I mean, you know, like the point I'm trying to make is that they have opened up a wormhole here and I'm a little concerned about the size of the wormhole that they've opened up here. Yeah, if it becomes the answer the deus ex machina of all of the movies from now on that's a problem right if they overuse it it it's yeah. it it could be a concern yeah and that's and that's why i think that i i trust at this point i trust marvel studios i have to i don't have any other choice but 
I'd be lying if I said that I wasn't a little concerned about the way playing with time and alternate dimensions can go awry. Yeah, so before we move on to talk about the rest of it, I want to say, I mean, you know, again, there was lots of speculation that it was going to be Kang, right? And so I'm expecting Kang the Conqueror, right, when they get to the end there. And man, that scene was so amazing. And it was nowhere near what I expected. You know, it just, it just blew me away because it was completely unexpected. The way he played it, the way, you know, what he said, what happened. I just, I loved that final scene so much. And, and it was just, like I said, it was just completely mean, not what I expected. Do you, the final, do you mean the final scene where the statue was revealed? Or do you mean the final scene before where he reveals who he is? Yeah, where he where he's just talking to him. He's so casual. He's yeah. eating the apple. I mean, just... just that's not that's not Kang the Conqueror, I think, is the point. Well, right. But I, I mean, exactly. But I'm expecting yeah. Kang the Conqueror, this, you know, uh, scary conqueror and it was this guy that's kind of yeah. funny and kind of just yeah. odd and like not you know, yeah it was just it was not what i was Aloof. expecting and that's what i liked about it yeah he yeah i i liked i liked that they went that direction too because they could have instantly just went with kang the conqueror right out of the gate but they said in keeping with the story what they said was is there's an infinite number of kangs so what I think has to happen is I think we're going to see Kang killing other Kangs. And right. the Kang that's killing the other Kangs is Kang the Conqueror. That's what I think is going to happen. And the now that these things are all unleashed, that's what I feel like is going to happen. But how that's going to affect things and how they're going to handle the writing of that, you know, writing right. time shit can be a very dangerous road to go down. You know, like, in my opinion, it can be confusing. You can get people lost. You know, like, just look at the scene where they're discussing time, any of the scenes where they're discussing time travel in Endgame. You know, they're talking about, you know, like, time travel based on movie tropes. Right. And then they say, well, that's not the way time works. Change in the past doesn't change the future, whatever the hell they were explaining. And it's just like, okay you know like it, yeah. it, it's forcing the audience i think to accept a concept of time that may turn out to be very confusing and a multiverse that may turn out to be very confusing and so i'm a little worried yeah but i i trust that they're going to handle it well we'll see I, i'm concerned uh for this kang thing because i think he's lined up to be like the major villain for like ant-man quantum mania or whatever i'm hoping and praying that he doesn't get like i know he's not gonna be like defeated but i, I i'm hoping that it's not something like oh we just like lock him in time somewhere and then he breaks out like i'm i i'm getting more concerned with setting up kang and having him being the villain for the ant-man movie that's coming out just like it just it doesn't feel right to have what i think could be the next big bad for a while be the bad guy first in a Ant-Man movie. I mean, what? and I think that's uh, that may be one of the reasons that he turned up as a surprise in Loki is because he's going to turn out to be... I mean, in fairness, if we're being honest, we haven't seen Kang the Conqueror yet. Kang the Conqueror may show up for the first time in Ant-Man. You follow my meaning? 
that yeah. version of Kang might show up in Ant-Man. Maybe that will be the first time that he shows up. And that's that's fine because that would be a, a that would be a really interesting way to play that off. My concern is that um there there could be a spiraling rabbit hole here of time travel and alternate realities and kind of things that may lose people in its yeah. confusion. It's not as simple as Thanos is getting all the stones so that he can snap the universe out of existence. It's not as simple as a story which they haven't done and maybe won't. Uh, Galactus is on his way to Earth to eat it. You know, like, I mean, they haven't done that, you know, but that's a, that's a straightforward story. You start getting involved with time and alternate realities and that kind of thing, it really can get really confusing. So I'm concerned, but I'm also excited to see where where and what they might do. So that's that's where I'm at on loki what was the other one that we didn't talk Black about Widow. oh but i was also before we finish with loki uh, we want to say that uh that the, the director uh, kate heron who directed all six episodes is not going to return for season two so i mean huh. I, which, I, I, she did a good job so ho- hopefully yeah. hopefully they'll get somebody equally as talented to pick it up yeah. and go with season two which is fine that's you know those that those things happen that way that's fine i don't have a problem with that and what would you like to say about Black Widow Sandwich Go? Well, I mean, I want to talk about it, but because Kevin hasn't seen it, I don't want to be. Oh, I don't want to spoil. I mean, at this Kev. point, you're not spoiling anything for me that hasn't been spoiled by everything. So. Attention. The following information is considered spoiler material. Um, all right. So I thought it was a solid movie. I think it's very middle of the pack, though, in the realm of Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. I was expecting a lot more from it. Um, I was expecting a lot more death. Like, because they, they, I felt like they were trying to foreshadow, like, that, like, her and her family, you know, like Red Guardian and her sister and mom, whatever the fuck you want to call them. I was expecting a lot more worse things in this movie. I'm both happy not a lot of people died and a little disappointed honestly because i was expecting it so much right to not have it felt weird taskmaster i did not like i really the the complete alteration of the character to the nth degree i just i just didn't like like well, what did just, you like about taskmaster because it wasn't taskmaster it was just a girl who okay. could just was a mimic you know it wasn't you know, I f- I forget the character's name, but like, wasn't a mercenary who who mimics was a girl? Tony Masters. Dad's Tony what? Masters is Taskmaster. Tony Masters, Tony Masters from New Jersey. I don't. know. I'm not doing a good New Jersey, but that's Tony Masters, right? Okay, Tony Masters. You know, the guy from down the street. Uh, oh, you know. <laughs> oh, so you know that's he's a Taskmaster. Zool is Taskmaster. The fuck. <laughs> oh, you that video guts. Oh, this is this is hey hey. I don't think we're rated for those kind of words. <laughs> um, you know, because it's a complete alteration of the character, completely. Which I'm okay with changing characters, but it's just like changing it to this. They could have just let it be Taskmaster and it would have been fine. I, I didn't understand the point of changing the character to this much of a degree. I don't know what it did for the film. So I, I, what I would say is what it did for the film was it, it made it personal as you have to do. Remember, it, it, you know, in... The 1989 Batman movie, they made Jack Napier 
kill Batman's parents, which never happened anywhere in the comic books, but it made that self-contained movie completely personal to Bruce Wayne. And in the same way that having the um, Taskmaster be the daughter of the... uh, Drake Drakeoff was his name, I think? Bad Uh, guy number five. Yeah, spoiler, by the way. I'll I'll put the spoiler warning in here, but... Oh, uh, what? Oh, what did I say? Yeah. So uh, you said you, you everything's already been spoiled for you. That's what you said. So um, I, it, it made it personal. And, you know, changing it to a female character to in a movie that is about a female lead and about mm-hmm. the Black Widows totally made sense. And so in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that's the Taskmaster. So, yeah, Tony All Masters right. that you know from the comics doesn't exist in this universe. But, you know, lots right. of these characters are very different. So I feel like, again... And you can do any number of characters in the MCU that yeah, are different right. from their comic book counterparts for guys. I, I, I think I, I I I need to get off this vibe. I definitely do. If like I'm definitely more of a purist when it comes to comic to screen translations. Well, you need to cut that shit out. I can't help it because I I you know I grew up reading these things and like loving it. So I it bothers me when it's different. No, no, no you're growing up reading these things. You know what I mean. You don't gotta make you don't gotta make a joke. You know the point. We are the same point. age, Kevin. So what does it matter? Right? We're the same age, right? So you're also twenty five, right? So you're also growing up with me. <laughs> you done? Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I called you twenty five. Let's 25. talk about product. I'm excited because they set up Hawkeye and also because the guy who did Kingpin and Daredevil is being tagged for Hawkeye too. The guy who did Kingpin. So D'Onofrio is coming back Hawkeye. for Hawkeye. It's spo- he's supposed to come back for Hawkeye. Wow, I had not seen as, that. As Kingpin. As Kingpin. I didn't hear that. Where did you? Did they set that up in the movie? No, I heard. I heard. Um, oh, I saw a couple articles. I think. I. I that's don't... amazing because that means we'll get Charlie Cox back. <laughs> I hope that's true. That's what well, I heard. We're get I, Charlie Cox back. So I heard doesn't... they're setting. I heard they're bringing him back as Kingpin for the Hawkeye show. Then they then they have to be bringing Charlie Cox back as Daredevil, because to not do that at this point would be stupid. I mean, yeah, Charlie Cox is all over the Spider Man, the next Spider Man movie, but yeah. Oh, I mean, I saw several more articles talking about uh, Charlie Cox canceling dates for things that uh, coincided directly with reshoots for Spider Man. So yeah, so he's definitely in right. the, the new Spider Man. But I mean, was. Has Kingpin and Hawkeye ever interact? I mean, that doesn't seem like a pairing that I would be familiar well, with. Um, if we take Hawkeye, for uh, if we take Hawkeye's alter ego from Endgame, then probably yes. Oh right, because he was out destroying the underworld. When he huh? was Ronin, yeah, he was going after gangs and shit. Right? Wasn't that like his thing? Yeah. Okay. That that that's so a good that's a good way to bring it. We take it from. If we take it from that perspective, I think it's entirely plausible that he could have run afoul of the kingpin. So I don't give a shit what they could ham handedly stick him in there, Scott, as long as he's in there. Because Vincent D'Onofrio was an amazing kingpin, as Charlie Cox was an amazing daredevil. Whatever gets them in this universe, I'm for it. Now, if they do that, does that then drag? all the rest of the Netflix shows into canon because the Defenders no, and all of that? It it's only the same. drags in the characters that they want to drag in. Don't forget, just because it's Charlie Cox and it's Daredevil, they could always rework 
his origin, you know, they could, I mean, there, there are ways, you know what I mean? They can always tweak things or they could handle it by not handling it. You know who Daredevil is. You know that Daredevil is blind and is a vigilante. And you, I mean, you, you know the things that you need to know. It's like the Ed Norton Hulk. Yeah. They didn't have to do an origin story in the Ed Norton Hulk because you fucking knew already. And they did it in the credits even. They did it in the opening credits of that movie. And it was absolutely brilliant. So they could do the same sort of thing with Daredevil if they really wanted to. They don't have to bring over any of those characters that they don't want to. Like Iron Fist. <laughs> like nobody nobody wants that. So, But hey. however, if Iron Fist pops up in the Shang-Chi movie, I'm going to laugh out loud. So yeah. not that I'm saying that that would remotely happen. But I'm just saying like that would be really funny product i i really want to talk about one product title of the episode kev called it kev called it well it's uh, i mean we could call it that but uh yeah i called it i think i called both of these didn't i uh i'm pretty sure i called both of these i know you called the rancor i don't know if you called i called the rancor and i'm sure that i called galactus I'm sure that I called it probably around the time the Sentinel came out. I said, I bet you the next one would be Galactus. I'm sure I did that. So let's talk really quickly about them. The Rancor is a sixth scale Rancor. I don't feel like he's been officially revealed yet. Yeah, I haven't I don't seen think, him. I don't think that's happened just yet. Um, that was a slip up on the part of uh, Patrick over at Hasbro, he's like the big Star Wars guy over there, and he slipped up and let that loose. And then, of course, Hasbro and Star Wars had to confirm that that was the case. Um, I can only imagine, based on it being six-inch scale, that this thing is going to be humongous. Humongous. You know, like, I, I, it's why I'm waiting for the official reveal, because I want to see exactly how big. I mean, he picks Luke up in one hand, you know, Kind of, and he almost gets his hand sort of closed around Luke, right? He's got him kind of like this, right? Like a, like a beer, yeah. you know, size. So if they're doing him to scale or even near scale, he's going to be huge. Um, but really, we'll have more to say about the Rancor when he is officially released. However, Galactus is stupid big. Galactus is coming. Galactus is, and I'm going to say the same thing about Galactus that I said about the Sentinels. And that is one of the brilliant things that I really feel like they are ignoring about both of these products is that they work both in six inch and four inch, three and three quarter inch scale. They both work in that regard, especially Galactus. Because if Galactus is going to be whatever the fuck he is, he's fucking huge. What is he, four feet tall? He's huge. What? Yeah, he is. I'm not even joking. I don't know the exact height. Scott will look it up and yeah, let us I'll know. I'll look but it up. It, it, the point is, is that uh, it's humongous. And the smaller the figures around him get, the even more enormous he looks. So if you use three and three quarter FF figures or three and three quarter when Marvel uh, uh, when uh, Marvel Legends three and three quarter was a thing, I'm, I know they did Silver Surfer. I know they did FF and, and, and a bunch of others as well. You set up your display with those figures. 
I think Galactus looks even more killer than he looks up against six inch and he looks enormous even up against a six inch figure. So, yeah. So Scott's holding up the, the image there. Does it give a height in inches on there? It Scott? does. It says 32, which. Yeah. So 32 inches yeah, versus a, a, a six inch figure. 32 divided by 12. Two and a half, roughly. Four. It's only two and a half? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, 36 would be three. So it's just under three, actually. Wow. Well, it seems like a lot taller to me. It does I mean, look bigger. That's just me. They did show him like uh, like um, uh, an advanced version of him. Marvel showed it on one of their... Uh, the, the, the one where they actually released it where they actually uh, they did like the release video and everything. It's got light up features. It's more articulation, I think, than any action figure ever, including, I don't even know the number, 25 points of articulation in each hand, some shit, whatever it is. Um, the point is, is that this is a Galactus for the, you know, for, for the, the century, for the millennia, for the, for all time. This is your Galactus figure. I'm not even that big a fan of Galactus, but I'm getting this fucking toy <laughs> because I want to see Sandwich fit it in the unit. So you act like there's a lot of space now. <laughs> we don't need a whole small human to be put into the unit. The the point is is that it's literally Frodo sized. It's it's this the the point is is that this is really kind of. They've really, really done a spectacular job. I mean, with all the articulation and everything else. Now, I haven't seen what the stretch goals are because I'll be honest, I haven't even looked at it yet. I know that I have something like 30 odd days left before I, I have to commit to doing it. I'm pretty sure, even though Sandwich is trying to talk me out of it, I'm pretty sure that I'm getting Galactus because, and again, I probably will not set him up with Marvel Legends six-inch figures. I probably, if if and when this magical display that I ever will have in my life materializes, I probably will hunt down and get the three and three-quarter Marvel Legend figures that I feel like are appropriate to uh, uh, display with this piece because I think he's going to look even more spectacular with those pieces then he looks with six inch and like i said he already looks spectacular with uh, six inch so it's an um, amazing looking piece hey uh sandwich how much do you think a 32 inch galactus goes for these days i want to say because it's big and it's very articulated i'm saying like three. and it's a hasbro and it's and it's a hasbro has lab i'm saying three you ever seen the game card sharks Higher, higher. Four? It is four. Three ninety nine ninety nine. Four. Yeah, four. You know, it's so funny because oh. just yesterday on my time hop, a tweet came up about a four hundred dollar Millennium Falcon at that you mentioned, Kev, on this program to OG, and I was sitting there going, "Oh, it was a Disneyland Park exclusive." I'm like, "Oh my god, am I going to have to buy one of these?" But I don't remember picking that up, so I think you no, must have gotten it. Some I other bought way. it. I actually bought it from Target. In the second round, they sold it through Target, and the second round, Sandwich will remember it because he had to pick the thing up. <laughs> you remember that big Millennium Falcon like a year and a half ago? Yes. <laughs> I forgot, yes. and then I remembered it. 
So I bought that through Target and I got it on the sec. They only released, they released it, it sold out. And then they released it again, more of them, and they sold out, but like instantly. So yeah, I had it. It is it has since gone on to other places and other people. But uh yeah, I did briefly I did briefly have one. So I'm on the the Haslab the pulse thing yeah. for Galactus. I can't find the stretch goals. There's words in here saying there will be stretch goals, but I'm right. not seeing any stretch goals yet. Okay, I can't look at it just now, but I'll, I'll look at it and report back. But, well, they're also not at their amount. They they haven't reached their backer target yet. Yes, which, which is high. 14,000. 14,000. Yeah, they're at, they at? at the time of recording, 9,018. It's, it's exactly, I feel like it's exactly where they expected it to be at this point. Because it still has, what, 30-odd days left? 35. 35, so yeah. And this is exactly what happened. Well, not with the Sentinel, because the Sentinel, I think the Sentinel went quick. I feel like like it got like back immediately. Day. I feel like yeah. I feel like it funded in a day, and then they were struggling because they kept like every couple of days they were hitting another stretch goal, and they ran out of stretch goal shit. Yeah, you know, and but they were still getting people in. So I'm wondering if. Um, I'm wondering if we're not going to see the. Well, I mean, I guess we wouldn't see the well, stretch so, goal until we're closer, right? So I feel like we'll get, if there's a stretch goal, we're going to get a surfer. Like, I feel like we no, have to. I'm going to disagree with you because they just yeah. released a surfer. Um, uh, the, the latest Marvel Legends surfer was released at Walgreens. It was a Walgreens exclusive where Walgreens is getting a bunch of space characters. Surfer was one. Nova is one. That's just come out. Not Nova the Herald, but Nova the Soldier Nova. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so it's possible we could get um, one or more of the Heralds, like Fire Lord or I think Thor's one Nova, right now. Or no, I mean the Heralds that they haven't made before. Fire uh-huh. Lord comes to mind. Uh, Nova comes to mind. That was the female. Uh, Terax comes to mind, who I don't think they've done a Marvel Legends six inch of, or if they did, it was long enough ago where they could justify doing a, 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 an updated version. And I don't know, I don't think I'm missing anyone else. I mean, I know there probably are other heralds that I'm I'm not remembering, but the point is, those are easy stretch goals. But apparently, according to Jesse Falcon, my personal friend and 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 confidant and buddy. Um, one of these stretch goals is the most amazing thing that, that they've ever wanted to do and will only get there with our help, our being the fans. We'll only get to that amazing goal with the help of the fans and so on and so on. So, um, But yeah, so removable face plates for Galactus, light up features front and back. Nice, nice job on that Hasbro, I got to say, not skipping the backside. All that articulation, um, all the things uh, about it that make it like rocker ankles. Like who the fuck is putting rocker ankles on a three foot figure? Well done, Hasbro. Um, so I I really feel like this is this is it. This is this is the last Galactus. That's that's literally that's what we should call the episode. The last Galactus. Okay. Boom, Scott. The last Galactus. The last Galactus. And it is the last Galactus that probably 
I imagine they'll ever produce. They've done like four or five of them. One, I'm thinking one, two, three, four. This has got to be the fourth or fifth Galactus that they've done. Got to be. And I feel like this is this is it. This is the pinnacle uh, uh, figure of this character. You're never going to get a better one. You're never going to get, uh, I don't know that you'll even get another one. Um, oh, they also showed him up against the Sentinel, so you can see how huge he is in compared to the Sentinel. Yeah, the Sentinel is only like 26, so 26 to 32, that's a pretty big jump to the next. Yeah, it's, it's a know? fairly big jump. Yeah, it really is. So, yeah. So go go over to HasLab if you're a Galactus fan or any a fan of any one of those uh, those groups that we mentioned, FF, Surfer, etc., in which Galactus has made a significant uh, appearance or contribution, or if you just like the idea of a fantastically articulated uh, three-foot figure uh, of, of a guy who eats planets, uh, you'll go over to Has, uh, Hasbro Pulse, and underneath that you'll look for HasLab, um, and you'll see Galactus. Now the Rancor is not up there yet, right, Mister right. Sandwich? Because I don't think he's officially. I didn't even. Launched. I didn't even Google it yet. But I don't think so. Yeah, you don't. There's don't no think... information really on the Rancor yet. Yeah, because it's sl- now StarWars.com confirmed him, so we know he's coming. That one. This may surprise you, Sandwich. Are you prepared for a surprise? You're not going to get it. I don't think I'm going to get it. Yeah, because you, you you don't do Rancor. Because I don't do, it's not even that I don't do Rancor. It's that at this point, I'm trying to even think of a, a like a tertiary way that he could somehow connect to anything in Star Wars that I'm interested in. And the answer is just no. You didn't get the Jabba's Palace uh, Comic-Con exclusive a few years ago? I thought I picked that up for you. The the Jabba's Palace exclusive? Yeah, there was a, there was a Jabba's Palace. But of course, I think that had a Rancor in it, though. It was like a diorama. But it came in like a box that was probably, you know, like 18 inches by an 18 inch cube box. And it was all in there. Maybe that was one of the ones that I bought as uh, an investment hoping to uh, profit a little bit from. And then that, did that not may be so. I don't know. That may be, Scott, because I'll tell you, I'm trying to think under what possible circumstance wheelhouse I would have. I would have gotten that under it's it doesn't it doesn't. Well, you got the barge. Box. You had the barge. Well, I I had the barge. Yeah, but yeah. the barge was self-contained. Like, and yeah, I did it at one point. I had planned on filling out the barge with all the characters um, that appeared on the barge, but you know, like anything else, my tastes changed before I got to that project, and so I got rid of the barge. But there's no. I'm trying to think of a circumstance, Scott. That might have been your investment, buddy, because I don't think that would have been mine. And it, it did not pan out. That was, I think, one of the early years when I was picking up there some were exclusives three, three quarter, for you, right? Uh, I think so. I, I don't. I'm, I'm trying to find it. I'm, I'm looking at here, I'll, but I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why it didn't work out because they released it after Comic Con in stores. Oh uh, yeah, that's how I got screwed on that one. Yeah, but yeah, I bet it's worth money now. Hmm, I don't know. I, well, yeah, but then I would have been storing it for five years, and, and what goes well, that? yeah, but you know, like. Like anything, you know, if you if you're storing stuff, I, I I'd love to give you a great example of one right now, but but I don't want to because the manufacturer gave me that toy, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is amazing, I can't, I want more of these, and then I put it in a box and forgot about it, and when the sandwich and I were reworking the Geeks of Product Archive East, 
Um, I pulled it out of a box and I was like, oh, I totally forgot about this dude. And I looked it up and it was $600. Wow. See, And I was like, what the fuck? My experience with collectible uh, toys like that, and we'll, I know I hear the wrap-up music going, so we'll, we'll wrap this up Me real too. quick here. But I, um, back in about 2000 and maybe 2000, 99 or 2000, I was one of my first times ever going to Comic-Con and there was a raffle to be able to purchase a Batman blind box exclusive and I think it was only 40 bucks you know no big deal but I still have it and and still in its box and everything never opened it up or anything and relatively recently I went and checked it out and it's selling on eBay for 40 bucks exactly what I paid for it in 2000 so I'm like this was a San Diego comic it's just a Batman San Diego comic-con exclusive I don't remember who it was from or anything but I would have expected it to have gained was it a some value yeah it's a really nice figure Catwoman no no it was just Batman it was Batman Okay. You know, I'll, I'll show it to you. Uh, you know, I, I still got it. I just was just kind of offended that at the time when I bought it, I didn't ever intend on selling it because I wanted it for my own collection, but I was just offended that it hadn't changed in value in 20 years. So. Well, not all things do. Yeah. Some I mean, things increase exponentially and some of them just die. Yeah. And so I'm not good at picking the ones that are going to increase exponentially. I am not a scalper. That's not my uh, milieu milieu scott will you please wrap this thing up well i think we should wrap up this episode uh, with uh well before we wrap it up we should do do the do the plugs right uh i would say make sure that you are following the show on all the social medias right it's geek stuff tng on facebook and twitter and instagram and if you want to contact us you know we didn't say it up front but they can always call the gvm line 201-730-2547 and you can hear yourself on a future episode of Geeks of TNG. You can also email us if you like. At geeksoftng at gmail.com. Right. And then support us on the Patreon. For a dollar a month, you can join the Discord chat. For $3 a month, you get the show a day or so early. $5 a month, you get the Sandwich Shop, which coming soon, one on the Shogun miniseries from the 80s. Uh, and for $10 a month... Com- you- coming later. Coming, coming later. Later. For $10 a month, you can participate in the live show on Instagram and see the show before the show and after the show where all the magic really happens. Tragic happens. The tragic, not magic. It's tragic. Sanders, say the plug one more time. said all of that at patreon.com forward slash geeks of TNG. Great. And then how can they find you on the social media sandwich? They can find me on Instagram and Xbox One at Fat Dumbledore. F-A-T-D-O-M-B-L-E-D-O-R-E. Eventually, you'll be able to find me on uh, the Xbox Nation under Big Kev GS if I ever hook it up again. Um, and otherwise, BK Geek Stuff everywhere else, I'm pretty sure. And you can find me at Pide Scott on Twitter and at Pide Scott one on Instagram. Check out his podcast he does with his lovely wife. The podcast. He already has a commercial on the show. That's Thank right. you, Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> not paying for additional uh, promotions from you. Get an extra live read on there. That's great. You know, unless, unless there's something I don't know about. <laughs> yeah, just saying. Friends. Uh, and it's with friends. that, And with that, Mr. Sandwich, Mr. Scott, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 644, to a close. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, boys, for queuing me. Uh, the way we end, oh, the one we've called The Last Galactus by saying, Good night, Jackie Mason. Wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. 
Good job, guys. 
let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day.